Welcome to the Grind It Podcast. You know, life can be such a grind at times, and so we're here sharing God's Word with you to encourage you to keep grinding and to not give up. It's time to grind. So here's the host of the Grind It Podcast, the old school skateboarder himself, Randall Tucker. Welcome to the Grind It Podcast. Today we're going to finish up Hebrews chapter 10. We're going to pick up where we left off in the last podcast, and that's with uh, in, in, in chapter 10, the, the Hebrew author, uh, he gets pretty heavy on these people. And in, in the first 18 verses, he's just basically rehearsing some things that he's already told them about Jesus being better, Jesus being the high priest. The old covenant's passed away. There's a new covenant now that we're under. So, and he's encouraged them to stay with Jesus. And in verses, uh, beginning in verse 19, he says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. By his death, Jesus opened a new life, a, a, a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. And since we have a great high priest who rules over God's house, let us go into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting him for our guilty consciences have been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean, and our bodies have been washed with pure water. And in verse 23 through 25 says, Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his returning is drawing near. And I begin to uh, just... uh, talk about some things from those passages and and um one of the things i talked about was uh flying a kite and how you know as a kid when you're holding that that kite string your parents say hold on tight and don't let go or maybe you've flown a kite with your kids and and you say you say the same thing don't don't let go hold on as tight as you can why because if they let go of that string the kite is gone or it's going to come crashing to the ground and be destroyed. And that's what he is he is telling these people that are leaving Jesus and going back into Judaism, this empty religion, because all of those animal sacrifices, are, they no longer matter because that old covenant is obsolete. Uh, there's a new covenant, and, it, and it's based off of our high priest who made his own sacrifice. He sacrificed himself on a cross. And he shed his own blood. He went through so much pain and agony uh, for us. And, and, and he's saying there, there's a, a, a new covenant based on better promises. And, and, and God is faithful and God will keep his promises. So hold on as tight as you can to Jesus. Don't, don't let go. And then he talks about how God can be trusted and and you know th- these people are facing persecution they're going through hard times they're they're losing their possessions they're being beaten for their faith they they're being put in jail because they're, they're seeing their loved ones suffer because of their faith in Jesus so I, I can understand a little bit of why they're having this trust issue with God why they're losing their confidence in Jesus because it, they're seeing their loved ones suffer, and they're suffering themselves for their faith. And and so the Hebrew author is, is trying to get them to understand that 
yes, you might not be able to reach out and touch Jesus. Yes, he may not be tangible, but we walk by faith. We live by faith. And that's why he's going to tell them in the next chapter in Hebrews eleven six that without faith it is impossible to please God. And, and, and so he's, he's encouraging them to keep their eyes on Jesus and to understand and to know that they can trust God. And so I left off the podcast by saying this, and we'll, we'll dig into it here. But in verse 24, he says, Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and to good works. Now, in previous chapters, he's already bragged about how they are, are serving one another and they're doing great things for each other. And he encourages them to keep on doing those things. And now he turns around and says, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and to good works. And so one of the things that I want to mention is that we're we're not built to go through life solo, to be alone. We're we're built and designed for community. If you think back to uh, when, when Adam and Eve, or when Adam was created, he sees all these animals they're in the Garden of Eden, and they all have mates. Uh, they all have other animals. They're not alone, but yet he's alone. And God says, oh, well, it's not good for a man to be alone. And so he puts Adam to sleep, takes a rib from him, and, and forms Eve. And so now Adam has a help meet. He, he has a, a community. And you know, and then they they're going to have children, and so uh, that that's all going to spread from there. Um, but we are not designed to go through life alone, to fly solo. We are built and designed for community. Um, this past week, I, I I I purchased a camper, and when I got it home and I set the thing up, and it's it's twenty years old. But it's in good shade. That the people took really good care of it. But um, when I got it home and got it set up, it, it, there's an electrical issue. I don't know if that happened in transit or or what happened. But um, my electrical outlets are working, and the microwave works, but nothing else is working. And we fiddled around with it one day and, and got it all working, but then it quit again. And so. Um, uh, I don't know anything about electricity except I know it'll shock you and I know it can kill you. And I know when it works great, when it works, uh, it's good and you can plug stuff in and things power up. And so for a couple of days, I've been tinkering with this camper trying to find, there's a short somewhere. And so I've, I've been pulling on this wire and tugging on that wire and shaking wires and just any wire that I could find that's exposed. I, I, I try to see if there's any damage to that wire. So I've been working on this thing for two or three days, and 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 the bottom line is, I can't find it. I, I can't find the short. I don't know what's going on, and so I I need help because I, I don't mind asking for help. I I know my limitations, and I know nothing or very little about electricity. So what do I what do I do? I I, I call a man in my church that knows a lot about electricity, and I ask for his help and. And so he's coming tomorrow uh, in the morning, and we're going to work together, you know, community. Instead of me being alone and not being able to fix the, the camper, 
I, I, I call and I get help, and now there's going to be a community. We're working together, or we will be tomorrow morning, uh, to see if we can get the electricity going in my camper. And that's what's, that's what's going on here in chapter 10 with the author saying to these Jews who they're thinking about leaving Jesus. Many have uh, left Jesus and went back into Judaism already. And so he's talking to these people who are contemplating that decision. And he says, hey, friend, don't, don't do this alone. Uh, get, get, other, get, get together with other believers and find some way to help each other, to motivate one another. Um, and, and here's why. And if you think about it like this, doing something for someone else, it's really the best cure for our loneliness, for your loneliness, for our anxiety, for your depression, um, because it keeps our minds focused on something else instead of our situation or instead of our problems. And and we and, and when we are interacting with other people, we have someone to commune with. So we're not just sitting all alone, focusing on this hard stuff that's going on in our lives. And also, when you're in a community like church, uh, you discover that other people have similar issues as you, and that you're not the only one who is suffering or going through that particular issue. There's other people that have the same problem, and they can, and maybe they've already gone through. They've been uh, they're further along than you are in your situation, and they they can uh, encourage you. They can they can talk to you and help you through it. They can give you a hope. They can help you understand what you're dealing with, and and this is encouraging to hear because these people that they they understand because they've been there and done that, and and they'll be able to help you deal with whatever you are facing. That's why it's not good to be alone. And we see so many people commit suicide or try to commit suicide um, because they're alone. And they wouldn't have done that if they would have had community. But they felt like they were all alone and there was no hope. And they had been duped into believing that. And that's simply not the case. There's always hope. And, there, and, and you are never, ever, ever alone. Uh, but it, all, all it takes is reaching out and asking for help. Um, and so when we have community, we're not having to fly solo. We're not having to try to battle life all by ourselves. And, that, and that's what he's telling his audience. Don't go at this thing alone because it will overtake you. It's overwhelming. You need community. So get together and, and encourage one another and let other people pump encouragement to you. Um, get together with fellow believers instead of walking away and, and find ways to love and to encourage one another. Do all that you can to hold on to this great hope that we have of going to heaven and being with Jesus someday. And that's why he says in verse 25, and here's the verse that a lot of people take out of context and beat people over the head for missing a church service. When he says, And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. So obviously, um, there are people who have lost their grip on this hope of being in heaven with Jesus someday. 
They've let like that kite, you know, hold on tight, as tight as you can. Oh, it slipped out of my hands. Well, there goes the kite, and the kite flies away. Well, that's what's happening here. They, they have let go of hope, and they've let Jesus just fly away, if you will, into the distance like a kite. And they've quit meeting together with other believers, and, and, and they're, they're flying solo. They have lost their trust because of persecution. And seeing their family members suffer. And they're tired of being beaten. They're tired of being put in jail. And they're tired of losing their possessions. And many of them have gone already back into Judaism. If I understand this verse correctly. When he says, let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do. There's, that, that's, that's, an, that's happening now as he's writing this letter. He says some people's already done this. Some people are already doing this. They've left Jesus and they're going back into Judaism. They've lost their trust in Jesus. They've lost their trust in God. And 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 so this verse, it, it, it's way deeper than somebody missing a church service. It's, it's, it's about missing out on heaven if they walk out on Jesus, if they leave Jesus and walk completely away from Jesus. The once and for all sacrifice that can only, the only sacrifice that can wash away our sins and wash our, our, our conscience to be pure. If we walk away from Jesus and go back into Judaism, then we're making a horrible, horrible decision. And that's what he's, that's what he's telling his audience. And you say, well, I'm not walking back into Judaism, but, yeah, but, but maybe you've walked away from Jesus and walked to something else, a female or a male, a, a, a lover, a, a, a loved one, a family member, whatever, alcohol, drugs. Uh, you know, it doesn't have to be Judaism. Many people walk away from Jesus. And we try to say stuff like, well, they never was saved in the first place. Or all they done was got wet uh, when they were baptized. It, it, their heart wasn't in it. Um, no. It, these people in, in Hebrews 10, they loved Jesus. They served Jesus. They were walking with Jesus. And at some point, they decided, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going back into Judaism where it's safer and it's easier on my family and it's easier on me. And so, I mean, if you think about it, they're scared to death because of this persecution. You, they could be in a house and they're there with other believers, friends, and family, and then somebody just bursts through the door and, and they're hauling you off to jail. They're beating you as they take you to jail. Uh, they're taking your stuff uh, and stealing it from you and they're threatening your loved one's lives. It will be very, very tough to keep meeting together in those conditions. Uh, but you know what? People do it today. You know, we're not persecuted here in the United States. We have freedom to, 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 to gather. Uh, and we can gather in homes. We can gather in our church buildings. We can gather out in the park. We can gather anywhere to worship God with, in freedom and not have to worry about persecution. But in other countries, even today... They can't even own a Bible. They have to. They have to smuggle a page out of a Bible, and they'll pass that one page around and memorize that page, and, and and pass it on to somebody else. Because if they get caught with the Word of God, they can be uh, beaten. They can be put in prison. They can even be killed. Even today, I'm so thankful that I live in the United States of America, where. I have this freedom to make this podcast. I have this freedom to open up the Word of God if I want and study it. 
I can proclaim it like I'm doing on this podcast. I can go out into the street into my neighbor's yards and if if I was crazy enough to do it and just preach Jesus to my neighbors and not be persecuted because I live in the land of freedom. And I'm so thankful that uh, God has allowed me to to live here and, and to do this and never take your freedom for granted ever. But also, I'm so thankful for the freedom that we have in Christ Jesus. For whom the Son sets free, we are free in deed. And so, these people, they're struggling with their faith. They're struggling to uh, uh, trust God. They're, they're losing their confidence in Jesus. And, and I can understand a little bit why, because of this persecution and so the author is saying, look, Jesus is better. And what awaits us when we die and we cross over into eternity, it's all going to be worth it. But you have to stay with Jesus. Hold on tight as you can. And don't leave Jesus. And he says you meet together. And the reason why you meet together is to encourage one another and, and, and to love one another and to spur one another on and to good works. And why did he say that they were to meet? Well, he says they are to meet to encourage one another and remind each other that Jesus is returning soon. And this is a great motivator. And it's a great motivator that we don't often use. Uh, Not enough. We don't remind each other that, hey, Jesus is coming. Because we've heard it most of our lives... I'm 49 years old, and I can remember back in 1988 when I would have been 15, 16 years old. I was born in 72. And I remember way back in 1988 a book called 88 Reasons Why Christ is Coming Back in 1988. My mom used to listen to TV preachers. I remember Marcello, I believe, was one of them. And he would always talk about the coming of Jesus and this prophecy and that prophecy. And there was these brothers and there was uh this old man that was on and and they 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 would talk about these prophecies and how it meant jesus is coming back this is a situation that this is and they were all wrong every one of them were wrong because here we are in 2022 and, and and jesus has not come back yet he is coming back we don't know when he's coming back the bottom line is we don't have a clue but we do know that he is coming back and if we would live each and every day with that reminder that jesus is coming back it would change everything about how we make our daily decisions because we would base it on the fact that jesus is coming back he may not be tangible now i may not be able to reach out and touch him but one day i'm going to stand before him and give an account of my life and i'm going to be judged And I've got to stand before Jesus and give account of how I lived my life and did I live it for Him. Well, if we're living with eternity in mind, if we're living with the idea that Jesus is coming back, it'll change everything about how we live on a daily basis. And, and, And that's I just want to remind you of that fact that Jesus is coming back. And don't let that scare you. Let it be a motivator. Let it uh, motivate you to live better, to uh, have more grace, have more mercy, have more compassion, show love to your neighbor uh, 
as Jesus said, to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor like you love yourself. So what happens then when we don't remind each other that Jesus is coming back? Well, I'll tell you what happens. We forget it. We don't even think about it. We get busy living our own life. We get busy with work. We get busy with kids. We get busy with cleaning house. We get busy with our job. We get busy grocery shopping, doing our own thing, doing this hobby, uh, doing our sports thing. We, we just get busy and we forget that Jesus is coming back. And, and he wants them to remind each other that Jesus is coming back. And it's a great motivator for even us today in 2020. Because we're closer than they were for Jesus coming back. He can come back in the next minute. He can come back in the next 30 seconds. He can come back in the next 5 years, 10 years, 500 years. We don't know. But we do know He is coming back. And then He's going to get super heavy in verses 28 through 31. And I'm going to read verse 28 and I'm going to stop, make a comment, and I'll come back to it. But in verse 28 He says, Dear friends, if we deliberately continue sinning after we have received Knowledge of the truth, there is no longer any sacrifice that will cover these sins. Well, what's he talking about here? Because this is heavy. Well, he just said that there are some that, uh, that are no longer meeting together with believers because they have given up on Jesus and they've gone back into Judaism. So here he, he just puts it out there on the table and he says these people are in sin. He just calls it what it is. These people are in sin. These people that have gone back into Judaism. These people that have walked away from Jesus. These people who have lost their confidence in God or in Jesus. And they've gone back into Judaism to make these sacrifices and have a priest uh, make these sacrifices on, on their behalf. They are in sin. And they are deliberately making the choice to sin. They have made the choice to leave Jesus and to go back into Judaism and to stay in uh, this empty religion that is now obsolete, and and he says they deliberately make they're deliberately making this choice, and if they don't repent and come back to Jesus, he says there isn't a sacrifice that will cover their sins. Why? Why would he say that? Because Jesus's sacrifice is the only sacrifice that matters. It's the only sacrifice that can wash away sin and clean our guilty consciences. And if they continue to reject Jesus and stay in Judaism, well, they're rejecting the only way to heaven. And without Jesus, without being washed in his blood, we ain't getting in. That's just facts. In fact, he goes on to say what we can expect if we reject Jesus. He says in verse 27, there's only a terrible expectation of God's judgment and the raging fire that will consume his enemies. For anyone who refused to obey the law of Moses was put to death without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. Just think how much more worse the punishment will be for those who have trampled on the Son of God and have treated the blood of the covenant which made us holy as if it were common and unholy, and have insulted and disdained the Holy Spirit who brings God's mercy to us. For we know the one who said, I will take revenge, I will pay them back. That's Deuteronomy thirty-two thirty-five. He also said the Lord will judge his own people. That's Deuteronomy 32, 36. And then he says in verse 31, it's a terrible thing to fall into the hands 
of the living God. This is why we meet together. To remind each other of Jesus' return. To help one another endure. To keep going and to not give up. To encourage one another to, to keep pressing forward. And, and yes, hard times come. Yes, bad things happen to good people. Yes, life is difficult. But don't give up on Jesus. Run to Jesus, not from Jesus. And that's why he's telling them, by the blood of Jesus, we have direct access to the throne of God. And we can run to God's throne and, and find help in time of need. Keep going and don't give up on Jesus. Why? Because we want anyone and everyone to be in heaven with Jesus for eternity. John 3, 16 and 17, verses you could probably quote, For God so loved the world that he gave his only, his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For Jesus did not send his Son, or for God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. For God so loved the world that he gave his only his one and only son. Jesus was God in the flesh. And he lived for 33 years-ish, 33 and a half years. And he willingly laid down his life to become our Passover lamb. And he went through the worst beating before the cross and he went through horrific pain on the cross. For six hours he struggled to breathe until he gave up the ghost. He gave up the spirit and he, and he died. And laid in that tomb for three days and then he come out victorious on the third day. Forty days later he ascends back to the Father. And when he ascends back to the Father ten days later, the Holy Spirit falls upon the disciples and the church begins. And it's still going to this day. That's how much God loves us, that he would die for us, that he would be our high priest, that he would be our Passover lamb, that he would offer himself to go through so much pain and torture just so that we can be reconciled to God, that we can be made friends again with God. Jesus said there's greater greater love has no man than this, that he would lay down his life for his friends. And you're my friends if you do whatsoever I command you. Well, these people are forgetting that because they are walking away from that love. They are walking away from Jesus because of this persecution. And they're going back into Judaism. And this Hebrew, the author of Hebrews is writing them, encouraging them to stay with Jesus, to remind each other that Jesus is returning, that one day you're going to, you will see Jesus, you will stand before Jesus, you will give an account of your life and how you lived for God. And I love it in verse uh, 32 through 34, what he says here, he says, Think back on those early days when you first learned about Christ. Remember how you remained faithful even though it meant terrible suffering. Sometimes you were exposed to public ridicule and were beaten 
And sometimes you helped others who were suffering the same things. You suffered along with those who were thrown into jail. And when you uh, and and when all you owned was taken from you, you accepted it with joy. You knew there were better things waiting for you that will last forever. Two things that I want to uh, that that I want to talk about that will help you if you're struggling in your faith, if you're struggling with your walk with God. These two things will help you endure. And to not give up. And that's what the Grind It Podcast is all about. We're here to encourage one another uh, and to keep going. The first thing that will help you to endure is this. Think back to when you first believed in Jesus and how excited you were. I, I remember when my sister led me to the Lord and, 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 to, and to know that my sins were forgiven and that I was on my way to heaven. What a huge burden off my shoulders it was. I was so excited. I was so happy. And I would get up in front of the church and I would just tell everybody about God's love for me and what Jesus has done for me. And I would go around telling people about Jesus. I remember being in the third grade and taking my Bible to class and reading my Bible and and talking about it in my class with my teacher about Jesus. Um, so remember, think back to when you first believed in Jesus and how excited you were. And the second thing is, and this is what the Hebrew author tells his audience, remember how you remained faithful even if it meant suffering, persecution. If you remember back when you was a kid and you got that new toy that you had wanted for a long, long time and you're so excited, right? At first, you're just like, oh, I can't get enough of this toy. And you play with it for hours upon hours. And days pass by, and you're still playing with this toy. Weeks pass by, and you're still playing with the toy. But then one day, you sit it down, and, and you kind of lose interest in it. And you, you pick up a new toy or a different toy, one that you haven't played with in a, a long time. And as days pass, you find yourself doing other stuff. And that new toy, that it's not really new anymore, and it's kind of lost interest it just sits there. Well, you know, you may pick it up every now and then and, and play with it for a few minutes, but it's lost its luster. Well, that's exactly what we do with Jesus. When we first discover Jesus, we make Him our Lord and Savior. We're all excited about Him, but you know, we don't miss church service. We're, we're at every service. We're at every event. We volunteer for all kinds of stuff. We're telling people about Him about Jesus and what he did on the cross, about the gospel, and as time passes, that, that fire, that, 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 that joy, it, it kind of just fades away. And that fire becomes ambers, glowing ambers. It's still there. It's just not as hot as it was. And the next thing you know, the ambers turn to ashes, cold ashes. And we just... We're just dormant. Our faith has become dormant. Jesus no longer excites us. Why? Because we have forgotten how awesome Jesus is. We burn out and we move out. We move on. Because we don't remind ourselves the joy that Jesus brings. We get so focused on other stuff and, and we get bogged down with life and we forget 
how awesome serving Jesus is. We forget how great his love is for us. And we forget that he is returning and that he is coming back for us to bring us that salvation, that hope of being with him in heaven for eternity. And we see this happen all the time and it's happening with the Hebrew there the the Jewish Christians here in the book of Hebrews and we see it all the time in churches today. A brother or sister they just disappear because they've burned out, they've lost that hope and they've forgotten what it's like to love and to serve Jesus. And if you know somebody that this has happened to, or maybe it's you, share this podcast with those people that they will be reminded of God's love, that they can trust God, that they can have confidence, full confidence in Jesus. And that they can run to Jesus and not from Jesus. Whatever they're going through in life, that God loves them and He knows and He wants to help them and encourage them and to walk with them so that they will not give up on jesus and i want to end this podcast with reading the end of chapter 10 because it's a good word it was a good word for them it's a good word for us and listen to what the the author says so do not throw away this confident trust in the lord don't throw it away keep that confidence that trust that you have in the lord And he says, remember the great reward it brings you. Patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. See, they're they're teetering here. They're not being patient. They're not enduring. They're walking away. And he says, what you need right now is patient endurance so that you will continue to do God's will because they're on they're on the cusp here they're they're talking about walking away they're talking about not continuing to do God's will they're going back into this old obsolete covenant that that doesn't matter to a hill of beans anymore because there's a new covenant based on better promises based off God's own son Jesus and the blood that he shed that once and for all sacrifice so patient endurance is what you need so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that he has promised. As long as we are doing God's will, we will receive what he has promised. But if you go back into Judaism, if you leave Jesus for fill in the blank, you're not going to receive God's promises. We have to be in the will of God if we want to receive all that God has promised. For, just a, for in just a little while, the coming one will come and not delay. He's returning. And my righteous ones will live by faith. They'll live by faith, not by sight, but by faith. But I will take no pleasure in anyone who turns away. That's Habakkuk 2, 3, and 4. But we are not like those who turn away from God to their own destruction. We are the faithful ones. See, he's encouraging them. He's pumping this sunshine into them, if you will. We are the faithful ones whose souls will be saved. And so what he just did there in chapter, at the end of chapter 10 is just wrap it all up in a neat package. For those people that he were talking to, his original audience, and even for us today who are struggling with our faith, 
Don't throw away that confident trust in the Lord. Remember the great reward that awaits you when you pass from uh, this life into eternity. To be in heaven with Jesus for eternity. Patient endurance is what you need so that you will continue to do God's will. And then if you continue to do God's will, you're going to receive all that he has promised. And in, in, and it's all going to be over in just a little while because Jesus is coming back and he will not delay. And my righteous ones are going to live by faith because I don't take pleasure in anybody who turns away, God says. But we are not those who turn away from God to our own destruction because we are the faithful ones whose souls will be saved. He's encouraging them to stick with Jesus. And I am doing the same thing today in this podcast. If you're struggling with your faith, please contact us. If something has happened in your life that has just just knocked you for a loop and it's knocked you off your path, it's knocked you off your walk with Jesus and you're struggling, please, please, please contact us so we can pray with you, so we can help you. We can find somebody in your area that will help you with whatever situation you're facing. Do not walk this life alone. We are not built to go solo. We are built for community. And we are here we are your community. We want to reach out and love and, 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 and um, help you and encourage you in any way uh, we can. We will not condemn you. We will not judge you. Uh, we're, that's not our place. That's God's place. We want to love you and we want to encourage you to keep on keeping on with Jesus, to keep walking in God's will so that you will have the promises of God, that you will have his blessings and that you, your soul will be saved when you take your last breath on this earth and pass over into eternity. Anything that we can help you with, please contact us at thegrindedpodcast at gmail.com and we will gladly answer those emails, those questions uh, in the best way that we can. Well, when we come back in the next podcast for Hebrews chapter 11, woo. That's the, that's the chapter of faith when he talks about all of these people and he's using them for an example to, to, to tell these people to look at these people who have lived by faith and how God blessed them. And so he's, he's going to use these examples to encourage his readers to stay with Jesus. And that's what we're doing here with the Grind It Podcast. We're encouraging you and each other to keep on uh enduring to keep on walking with jesus no matter what comes in life Uh, because truth is life is hard sometimes it can be difficult but it can also be good there's there's mountaintops and there's valleys but the sun always shines it doesn't matter if you're on the mountaintop or if you're in the dark valley the sun is always shining all we have to do is look up and keep our eyes on the sun Keep our eyes on Jesus. God bless you. Thank you for listening today. And I just want to ask before we go that if you would share these podcasts with a friend, a relative, a loved one, a co-worker, anybody that you know, because we want to share Jesus. And this is one of the easiest ways. If you're not uh, comfortable with your faith in sharing Jesus, 
share with them this podcast because they're going to hear about Jesus and they're going to be encouraged to walk with Jesus and to give their life to Jesus. So thank you for listening today. Thank you for sharing the Grinded Podcast. God bless you. Keep grinding. Thank you for listening to the Grinded Podcast today. May God bless you. If you have any comments or questions, you can email them to us at thegrinditpodcast at gmail.com. If you would like Randy to come and speak at your church or your next event, you can contact him through that same email address. Also, I would like to thank Jody Foster's Army, also known as JFA, for their song, Abba, as we use for our intro and our outro off their untitled 1984 album. May God bless you, and remember, keep your eyes on Jesus and keep grinding.